Hello and welcome to the Brief News Brief podcast presented by the Life Given Radio. I'm your host, Isaac Lopez, and this is the August 20th, 2021 report. Today is a special episode. On the report today, I'm going to uh, report on one story from one outfit outlet and then move on. I want to emphasize the diversity of my reporting and the lack of singular focus I show to an outlet. My hope is that this show represents the only outlet that matters, and that's God's truth. Also, in the brief breakdown, we'll discuss the story that has all of America captivated, the Afghanistan debacle. But before we get into the report, if you enjoy any of the shows on the Life Given Radio, please give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review. If you want to become more engaged uh, and involved in the conversation, we have a Facebook group for that. Go ahead and join that, and that link is in the description. The other thing that I would encourage you to do is if you enjoy, um, especially this podcast, share it with a friend. Uh, let's start spreading the news of some of the really exciting things that we have going on here um, and that are coming down the pipeline, honestly. Now let's get to the report. And as we get in, I just want to emphasize, I'm going to say this story is from this outlet, okay? But that doesn't mean that I'm quoting it verbatim. I will give you a, a heads up when I do quote it verbatim, but for the majority of the, uh, of the part, I am going to summarize it in my own words. So without further ado, this from the New York Times. San Francisco revealed plans last week to tighten up restrictions if you are unvaccinated. Any events held inside such as indoor dining, bars, and gyms will no longer allow unvaccinated people to enter. Mayor London Breed explained, this is an important step towards our recovery. We all have to do our part. We need to get vaccinated. Yes, and that, that dog did not die, I want to promise you. There's just uh, a number of dogs around right now, and they're all very excited playing with each other. Anyway, this next story from The Blaze. The lab lake theory continues to gain steam as a World Health Organization researcher announced that it was a likely hypothesis along the lines of this reasoning. Ben and Barrick, the uh, researcher, said a lab employee infected in the field while collecting samples in a bat cave, such, as a, such a scenario belongs both as a lab leak hypothesis and as our first hypothesis of direct infection from bat to human. We've seen that hypothesis as a likely hypothesis, end quote. This story from the Epoch Times. Commissioner of the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services wrote Governor Abbott calling, quote, genital mutilation of a child, end quote, ongoing, undergoing transitional surgery is classified as child abuse. The commissioner said genital mutilation of a child through reassignment surgery is child abuse. This surgical procedure physically alters a child's genitalia for non-medical purposes, potentially inflicting irreversible harm to children's bodies. Generally, children in the care and custody of a parent lack the legal capacity to consent to surgical treatments, making them more vulnerable. Than this report gathered by the Daily Beast. Following Texas Governor Greg Abbott's ban of masks, a school hopes to get around this roadblock by adding masks to the dress code. The district said in a statement, the board believes the dress code can be used to mitigate communicable health issues and therefore has amended the PISD dress code 
to protect our students and employees. Nothing in the governor's Executive Order 38 states he has suspended Chapter 11 of the Texas Education Code, and therefore, the board has elected to amend its dress consistent with its statutory authority. End quote. The Hill. This story from The Hill. A majority of the judges from the Fifth U.S. Circuit's Court of Appeals ruled in favor to uphold the Texas law that disallows an abortion method that is widely practiced in second trimester pregnancies. This report from CNBC. The top line, what we have invested into Afghanistan, two decades, 6,000 American lives, $2 trillion. Another shocking fact is that the U.S. defense officials expected Kabul, the capital of Afghanistan, to fall within 90 days. This situation raises so many questions, none as pressing as this. Posed by Michael Zakia, retired U.S. Marine, said, Why were the Taliban able to so quickly take over? This is a masterpiece, frankly, operationally. Why were they able to take the country faster than we did in 01? CNBC summarizes as, quote, But among the main causes, analysts say, are intelligence failures, a more powerful Taliban, corruption, money, cultural differences, and simple willpower, end quote. We will cover this further in the brief breakdown. It's a fascinating report by CNBC. Now, on CNN reported this story. A 7.2 magnitude earthquake led Haiti last, hit Haiti last Saturday. It left at least 2,189 dead and more than 12,000 injured. The president of Haiti said, We launch a solemn appeal to all of us to show solidarity to the victims. We launch a solemn appeal to all of us, to myself and my members in political, private, diaspora, civil, civil society, to work as an appropriate response to the needs of the southern population. There are estimates that nearly 6,000 people are in need of assistance across the country, and many of those are without water. This from the New York Post. Following the Afghanistan situation, President Biden's approval rating took a hit by 7% points. Prior to the fall of Kabul, President Biden had an approval rating of 53%, according to a Reuters poll. That now has fallen to 46%. This from CBS Sports. After one preseason game, Tim Tebow was released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. The former quarterback came out of retirement trying to make a position change to tight end. In a tweet, he said, Thankful for the highs and even the lows, the opportunities and the setbacks. I've never wanted to make decisions out of fear of failure, and I'm grateful for the chance to have pursued a dream. Thank you to the Jaguars organization and everyone who has supported me in this journey. And we know that God works all things together for good. Romans 8.28. And finally, according to The Athletic, this verbatim, College football's realignment wheel is spinning again. Texas and Oklahoma have formally accepted an invitation from the SEC and will become league members on July 1st, 2025. SEC presidents met Thursday to approve the additions in an, a unanimous vote. And Texas and Oklahoma finalized the move in Board of Regents meetings Friday morning. The move creates a daunting 16-team super conference and shakes up the, pow- the balance of power across the the country, end quote. Now, on to the brief breakdown. This this report is from CNBC, and I want to read a good chunk of uh, this summary of how Afghanistan fell. 
because it's what has captured the attention of the U.S. for the last week and a half at the very least. And if you hadn't been paying attention, this seemed like it happened overnight. But I think one of the things that we might find from this report is that this happened uh, steadily over the last few months and even maybe even a year. Now, we'll get into maybe discussion after this, but I want to read a few of the reasons for why analysts thought that Afghanistan fell. The first one is intelligence failure. This directly from CNBC. The Taliban's rapid takeover of Afghanistan, including its capital and its presidential palace, suggests that U.S. military intelligence failed in its assessment of the situation, according to Bill Roggio a senior fellow at the Foundation for Defense of, of Democracies. Quote, this is an intelligence failure of the highest order. And added that it's the biggest intelligence failure since the Tet Offensive during the Vietnam War back in 1968. Now, the second reason, a collapse in the will to fight. And I think this is a big reason. What's key, once again, straight from CNBC, is to note that the Taliban did not have to fight their way into Afghanistan's provincial capitals, but rather brokered a series of surrenders, Jack Watling said, a research fellow for land warfare and military sciences at the Royal United Services Institute in London. Over the last few years of fighting, the group managed to gain control of some 50% of the country by seizing rural areas. And that, that's over the last few years of fighting. So once again, this didn't happen just overnight. One, the third reason, the Taliban much more is much more adept militarily. Not everyone believes, once again, straight from CNBC, not everyone believes the U.S. troop withdrawal is to blame for the chaos in Afghanistan today. Kirsten Fontenrose, director of the Scowcroft Middle East Security Initiative at the Atlantic Council, said that the Taliban has become more effective since the 90s. They've become much more adept, she said, militarily and non-militarily in terms of pursuing the same objective they have, which is establishing an Islamic state in Afghanistan. The U.S. withdrawal, she added, is not the reason the Afghan government was outmaneuvered. The, uh, another reason. Afghan governor corruption and military weakness. Again, straight from CNBC. Had the Taliban engaged in a full military onslaught and faced resistance, the blitz of the country would have taken longer, but it still would have happened, Watling believed. Quote, I think the Taliban would still have won. And this is because the Afghan National Army is comprised of lots of units that are systematically corrupt, have, sorry, systemically corrupt, have no effective command and control. They don't know how many people are in their own units. Most of their equipment has been taken apart, stolen, and sold off. And so they were a completely dysfunctional force, end quote. And one of the other reasons, finally, we'll close with this, how little Americans understood Afghanistan. Central to understanding, CNBC reports, America's failure in Afghanistan also comes down to understanding the country's history and its culture and how drastically it differs from any Western nation. Quote, there's, been, there's never been a central government in Afghanistan. To think we could establish one was a fool's errand, oh, a former U.S. intelligence officer and Afghan war vet said. The surprise at the Taliban regaining power shows just how little Americans from top to bottom understand Afghanistan. End quote. And we're going to leave it right there. And 
because there's so much that goes into this. Is it a just war? Were we over there for the right reasons? People are very passionate, though, because we've been over there for two decades, for whether for the right or wrong reasons. And I don't even want to get into that debate, even though that's a very, it's so fascinating. I'm so, um, it, it's really interesting, honestly, trying to understand all the ins and outs of it. Were we over there for oil? Were we over there to establish democracy? But this we know for sure is that the, the two countries have very different makeups. And what uh, holds the U.S. together, or at least held it together for so long, is not in existence over in Afghanistan. That's not what drives their bus. That's not what kickstarts their engine over there. It's two very different kinds of people with two very kinds of beliefs, or at least what had been drastically different beliefs a hundred years ago, 200 years ago. And what defined America from the outset was someone that that is the foundation of this show, of this radio channel, of this whole movement, of the church. Someone's life inspired much more, uh, and it was uh, a huge difference compared to what is now in going down in Afghanistan. Now we're going down similar uh, similar trails, not the same, but we're pulling away from that person, that that uh, being who loves us so much. This this person obviously is uh, Jesus Christ, and this person was, regardless of what a lot of people say, was the the foundation of this country for so many of the founding fathers. And he's so evident throughout those founding documents and throughout, and not only just throughout, because this is the difference. It's not just in the documents that you might throw down on the table. It's in the people that make those documents live out day to day. It's in those people that the love of the Lord is so evident. And that's the difference between the two countries. Curious to hear your, your thoughts, your opinions. If you disagree with me on that point, let me know. Reach out to me at thebriefnewsbrief at gmail.com or on Facebook. Connect with me on our Facebook group, Conversation. Until next Friday, God bless. Remember who the real enemy is, Ephesians 6.12. Have a great weekend. <laughs>